Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Are Those My Jeans? My name is Ali Hirschman. I am joined today by Emily and Jamie Hirschman. How are you ladies doing? What's going on? What's the 411? Hey, uh, doing pretty good. I did some yoga today, so I felt pretty Ooh. relaxed, pretty stretched out. Jay, how are you feeling? <laughs> great. Um, sounds interesting. Really great. I nearly put my fist through my fucking computer today doing great yeah love it Mm. love that i just (laughs) got back from playing some tennis with bry like tennis or pickleball tennis it's our new it's our new thing and he's cooking chicken right now it's just what you might hear in the kitchen um yeah it's like our new thing that's our new little hobby together is playing tennis and it's been really fun oh nice that's yeah. wonderful. You're turning into mom and dad so slowly. Yes, but right before my eyes. It's really crazy. It's He's so good. Cute. And I've surprised him with how decent I am. You played as a kid though, right? I did, did for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Did you play in high school or like middle no. school? No. Middle. Yeah. Like I played at, in middle um, school, Guilford yeah. Rocket Club. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I know. But I passed them on the way to the vet like a month ago. Um, and it brought back a lot of memories. Like, didn't we used to do summer camp there? Yeah, yeah. like the pool and the playground. That yeah. playground. Like hornet's so nests fun. and stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I know. Moving back home and like going to all these places have just like been very nostalgic. Or just driving around like Brantford and Guilford has been very nostalgic. Like, do you guys remember? Um, I don't know what's there now. It was like Quiznos and then it was like Holy Guacamole or something. But remember Shootique? That shoe yes, store, but like course. all of the walls or mirrors, and it was like the most like typical nineties shoe smelled store. like a shoe store. I and love like that place. These Cinderella slippers, and I always want to try. Wait, them yeah, and you'd go to the back, and it would be like the nicest shoes in the back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they had the like best. slides, like little slides, or no? Mm-hmm. No, they had like everything. I don't know. They had everything. I'd yeah. always go into the back. And though. why did Quiznos go out of business? Because Quiznos, like, so, is it still in? Like, I haven't seen one in maybe ten years. I feel I like know. they're still I thought around. It was in orange, but I don't know. You know what I was thinking today? The last time I had a Dorito. When was the last time you had a Dorito? Um, oh, at uh, Takumi, they put Doritos under the popcorn That's shrimp. so funny. <laughs> no way. And I, and I think I'll it's honestly me. been like eight to 12 years. What? It's yeah. not, I think the last like time them? I had a Dorito was like Taco Bell Dorito shell. Oh, no, I don't eat Taco Bell though. But I was like, thinking of that because I used to love them so much. And I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about Doritos because, I oh, there's a new Dorito flavor coming out. I guess. And I was like, I can't even remember last time I had a Dorito. It was so long ago. I mean, can you really beat Cool Ranch, though? That's like the best flavor. No, I guess not. Or yeah. that is that blue or red? It's the blue. Blue. There's also okay. a purple one. I don't know what the flavor is, but it's pretty good. Or I just like the color purple. So. All right. Well, do you guys want to kind of hop into some of our news stories? We're going to do three news stories. And then I have two questions. And we're going to. This won't be the longest podcast in the world. So. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I have. Well, I'll make story. it even shorter. I don't have a news story today. Oh well, you know I what? I can start with mine because it probably will bring up some good conversation because it's about okay. domestic violence. Ooh, okay. Let's, okay. Let's hear okay. 
million dollar listing agent matt altman's wife arrested for domestic violence so if you guys don't know this is a show on bravo you guys have ever seen million dollar listing i've heard uh, of it okay I think like not really Okay, so I'll I'll give you a little a little of the rundown here. The wife of million dollar listing Los Angeles agent Matt Altman was arrested for felony domestic violence earlier this month. Page six has exclusively learned Joanna Altman, 40, was booked at the Los Angeles Police Department Valley Jail section in Van Nuys, California, on August 4th, around 930 p.m. local time. Her bail was set to fifty thousand dollars. A spokesperson for the family released us the next day. The loss of. No, sorry. A spokesperson from the facility told us she was released the following day. The loss of my wife's father due to COVID-19 has been absolutely devastating to her and our entire family, Matt told Page Six on Tuesday. We've all been struggling with the loss and have been going through a tough time. He added, we have never been more in love and connected from this tragedy. We ask everyone to respect our privacy. In addition to the statement, Matt44 posted a family photo on his Instagram on August 8th, just days after Joanna was released from jail. Everyone's smiling in the same pic, he captioned it, seemingly in an attempt to show fans that all... That all is well despite the mishap. Anyone with three or more kids knows this isn't easy. The couple who have been married since August 2017 share four-year-old twins, Ashton and London, along with son Hudson, who turns three in October. On Friday of last week, Matt gushed over Joanna in celebration of her fifth wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, Joanna. Couldn't imagine sharing this life with anyone else. What do you guys think? I think this is interesting statement and everything. Wait, and what like did she do? 50, again? Just domestic violence. They, we don't know felony, what it was. A felony violence. We don't know what it is, but a fifty thousand dollar bail is pretty high for that. Ooh, okay. Or is it not arrested for offense? felony domestic violence? I'm gonna look at that. Not up. the first offense. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but what do you guys Does think? Does that about mean him it has to be physical? right like if it's a felony it's right i don't know i'm just wondering what it could be like did she attempt to like harm him in a very serious way rather than just like punching and whatever um it's typically a prosecutor will file felony charges when there are injuries or when the defendant has a history of domestic violence offenses on his or her criminal record i wonder if she's already had this before Mm. that's what i mean usually the bail's that high if it's like a second or third offense yeah that's and i it, yeah i mean that's and so he high. posted like positive things about her since this has happened pretty much we've never been more in love like are connected wow. then why would she get arrested like he must have called the cops but what if he didn't like what if a neighbor called the cops but he has to press charges right yeah he are you i don't know are you sure yeah Mm, oh well actually i'll say this much one of my friends um her and her boyfriend were fighting in the street like in a college town and she was like slapping him and the cops are like all right we're gonna take you in and he was like no 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 take me like i don't want to press charges nothing but she did get like charged with domestic yeah. violence. She got taken off of her record because it was like she was slapping him. She wasn't wasn't anything super serious. Yeah. But like he was like, take me instead. And they're like, no, we're taking her. Like, because they like the police witnessed it. So maybe yeah. if it was in public or something, that could be it. But mm, but like if the police show up, let's say, 
like let, let, I'm just this is so hypothetical, but like let's say the neighbors called the cops, the police show up, and he has a black eye and a bloody lip. Well, then the cops could say, like, we're taking you in. Who did this to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the other hypotheticals, maybe he was like drunk and wasted and called the cops, regretted it afterwards, and now mm. he's like trying to make up for it. I don't That's know. That's what I'm thinking. And now yeah. he's like scared shitless and he's trying to be like, oh my God, I love my wife. Like lessen the blow if he's yeah. has this like public evidence of. But like that is like that, that bail's really high for that because not that this is the same, but I say it's high because Brielle Bierman just got arrested for a DUI. She's 20 years old, her and her boyfriend um, both arrested for a DUI, but she's claiming, well, so they got into a fender bender. And then because she was so hysterical from the fender bender, they are assumed or I don't know if they did any sort of sobriety test or whatever it was, but assume that she had been drinking and her bail was $5,000. So that's why I'm like, how is this woman's $50,000? Like that's high. Oh my God. I did not hear about when did that happen recently? Yes. This happened recently. Yes. Um, I love Brielle. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not Brielle. Ariana. Ariana. I'm sorry. Adriana, the younger one. Yes. That's bad. She's she's 20 years old. She's not even legal drinking age. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. bad. I was going to say, that's not, doesn't sound like Brielle Beerman, to be honest. Well, she's claiming I'm absolutely not guilty. I am not guilty. Um, But they didn't do a test? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. How, like, how can a DUI charge stand up without a like a blood alcohol yeah drink. you have what well, says have- well they're calling it an alleged dui they're not saying it's an actual dui hmm. isn't that so bizarre well we yeah i guess like when the they're show. going yeah they're, you're not a minor but under the drinking age i guess all the rules are a little bit different but um yeah easy well i guess i don't know going back to the first one i think that i'm on jamie's theory with it must be not her first offense like yeah you know, like it might have gotten taken off her record, but nothing's really always off your record, you know, like. Right. So that's crazy. 50 grand. So are, are they going to are they rich? Are they going to bail her out or what? Yeah, she's already been bailed out. OK. And they're rich. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Damn. OK. It's so crazy how it's like <clears throat> if you're just rich, then like laws don't matter because you could just bail out or get bailed out. Well, I mean, they still matter. Well, you can do like a bails bondman, too. What's Oh, yeah, that's true. But crazy. Anyways, wow. what's your story? Um, I forgot about the news story. I focused on the advice segment. Yeah, oh. I was a little upset because I post well, I only posted on my Instagram story like four hours ago. I didn't get any submissions. So I came up with some of my own. Um, oh, okay. But let me think. Did anything All right. Should we go right and dive? Because I have two ones that i picked that i think would be good to discuss oh people um, actually interact with your instagram story <laughs> yes yes oh, that's how nice. Can't really... yeah that's true i have well i did i did just post it i feel like i think also i keep doing these unfollow binges on instagram and i think people are unfollowing me back as that happens so i, I mean fair enough brand but my ratio was like one to one i was like why am i following as many people as followed me, I don't think that's right. But lose. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I know. I feel like such. I was like, I got a lot. I of told Brian like he has to. 
I told Brian he has to even out his count, at least even it out. I don't even care if you're following less people than are following you, but like even out because his is bad for a while. Was he following more people than followed him? Yes, by like oh, wow. a lot. Well, he's mm-hmm. he's what we call a watcher. On oh my god, no media we, where we, he doesn't post anything, he just we call him we call people. him a creeper. A creeper posts nothing, creeper. consumes everything, consumes exactly. all the content. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah, so I'll let me look at my little list of stuff I came up with. Um first one. Okay, well, it's kind of like a little bit heavier, but um, I was looking on Instagram. Actually, Ali, you had sent me something about like how crazy diet culture was in like the early 2000s and stuff. And I've been working a lot on like, I think you talked about this last episode, but like body image and like just my mentality and my narrative and my head around it. So I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to unlearn diet culture that you like subconsciously absorbed as a child. Cause like, you know, we were seeing diet commercials as young as the age of like eight, nine, 10. So mm, what do you guys gosh, think? Um, I've got to be honest. It's like an active effort to not resort back to like habits that you've created at such a young age. I don't mm-hmm. think you'll ever not feel the impulse to do it. I think though, if you try your best to, when you have those feelings, remind yourself of like an article you read that actually you know, confirm that that type of dieting or whatever actually harmed your body. You end up like gaining more weight or you, whatever it is. I mean, that's like the way I try to do it. I also notice, like, I mean, I don't know, like putting my energy towards other things. Sometimes I kind of forget that, like I stop hyper-focusing on, you know, exercise and my eating and it starts to become like, I don't get worse at it. It just is like, normalize and it's not like I have to do this this and that it's like it's just stop putting so much pressure on it but that's hard to do and like some weeks are better than others you know mm-hmm. yeah well it's weird because like I feel like if I hyper sometimes if I hyper fixate on like going so the other way from like diet culture whatever then I also hyper fixate on like every single thing that I'm eating so it's like I really try to find more of a balance. And I've done so much work over the last year on like really looking in the mirror, being nice to myself, not like absolutely hating everything about myself and like feeding my mind these negative thoughts and which manifest, you know, into your emotion and your energy and all those things. I've unfollowed accounts that I'll look at that make me feel bad about myself. Um, And I started following a ton of more like body positive, a lot of information too. Like if you guys are struggling with an eating disorder or body dysmorphia or anything like that, there are so many incredible accounts that talk about this. So the more that I've learned, the more that I've researched, it's not only helped me, but it's helped me become a better therapist. It's helped me help other people with their own body image, eating disorders, all of those things. Because it's such an, unfortunately, it's such a norm is like quick fixes, diet culture. You want to get skinny. You want to be this. You want to look a certain way. 
you know, oh, you need an hourglass shape. Oh, you need this shape. Oh, it's just, and it's always changing constantly. Mm-hmm. And society expects you to constantly keep up with it. And I know, I think, I can't remember when we talked about like BBLs, but, like that's one of the most dangerous surgeries. Like so many people I die think on the we table. We talked about that on J Talk. Oh, yeah, on J Talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like people die on the table, like getting that surgery because it's just so dangerous. But like that is something that people weren't even doing 10 years ago. But because it's such a fad right now, so many people are running to go get that done. But what's going to happen in 10 years? And that's no longer the fad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, speaking of fad. So I was watching probably a TikTok or an Instagram reel or whatever. But it was basically like the body beauty standard from like the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and it or like it started earlier than that but it constantly goes between like curvy feminine then like athletic up and down and then curvy and then up and down and curvy and so it was like in the 80s you had the Baywatch Pamela Anderson like big boobs hourglass then in the 90s you had hair in like 2000 you had like heroin chic and like really like Victoria's Secrets models, like very wow. thin. And then in the 2010s, you have the Kim Kardashian body type. And now we're entering the 2020s. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a picture of Kim and she's in this like black latex tank top and pants. And it's like the thinnest and most pale I've ever seen Kim Kardashian. Yeah, no I way. Was that yesterday. And somebody, really? and like, I don't like know. Skeleton, yeah, honestly. it's like really, th- she looks very petite, you know? And there was somebody, you know, like some surgeon who commented on the TikTok and was like, I've been hearing that women that aren't overweight, that are just either normal size or midsize are getting gastric bypass yeah. surgery mm-hmm. to help them re- maintain a calorie deficit. Like on I heard the same basis. thing. And I'm like, great, we're going to go back to the heroin chic model. And like all the Kardashians are getting their butts taken out. Like, yeah, look at Chloe, she's almost um unrecognizable since the first season of Kardashians to now totally if you were to look at her confessionals she looks like completely di- not just in the face but in like the way her shoulders look like everything yeah. looks different yeah um and it's just like you can never like you might your body might be the type for one decade and then you know 20 years later you're completely out of style so what's the point with like keeping right on, no, you're so right i i just heard that too about the gastric bypass surgery yeah it's like 25 people. grand mm-hmm. yeah we all like she's the not the only article. one there's someone else doing it too i forgot who it was um, someone that a lot recognize. of celebrities are just like dropping weight like crazy yeah and because that's they can't just- like that's the crazy thing about the culture we live in is like celebrities can keep up with these trends even if it comes to their body type like the curviest of women now can drop down to, you know, like slim cigarette skinny. Like it's like so kind bad. of crazy. It's just not good. No. It's just yeah. not good. And it's unrealistic. Like like the plastic surgery yeah. and everything already was unrealistic. And now it's like, I don't know. It's just but even like younger. I realize like the gen, what is it? Gen Z, like they're a very thin generation. They're all very like, like if you see all the they look popular, like the two thousands people. Yeah, they really like coyote like ugly. All just thin, like very thin, and yeah. like that's the look. Like if you look on any like that's why low rise website or, or anything, it's no, all like don't. twenty, like early two thousand styles and like thin ass models. It's kind of crazy. But then you see like a, some of them aren't like that. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a mix now, honestly, depending on where you're yeah. looking. 
I'm just sad that low rise are coming back. I like bell bottoms coming back. I just, I would like to keep the mid rise high waist thing going on because I'm a fan, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Al, what do you Next got? Next question. I've been in a seven year relationship and zero proposal on the horizon. Do I stay or leave? Ooh, I want to add to that. How do we also feel about ultimatums? Well, because I love I the like- show ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like kind of, can we call this there's person? Two things yeah, that, there's wish. two ways I look at this. One is like, why do you need a ring or like a label to confirm that you're going to be together, whatever? like forever like if you really trust that like this is your person and they feel the same way then you shouldn't need that but if you're insecure about it and you feel like the only way I'm gonna know for sure is if I get a ring that's a whole other can of worms you really need to look at the other thing is we're at an age and maybe you're at an age where either everyone is already married having kids or getting married or getting engaged and like there's a lot of societal pressure but you just got to take a step back and like just because everyone else is doing something like a trend doesn't mean you have to do it and don't feel the pressure to do it. If the only reason this thought came up is because other people are now getting engaged. Yeah. And I, I wish there was more context to this question I because know. like I want to know, like, is it religious reasons? Like, is it reasons that like what you're saying, like, is there outside pressure or your friends all doing it? I do think that as someone who I got engaged within um, like a little, a little over like a year and a half of dating and it, it's, it, it does provide, it's weird. Like it did not that it felt like insecure before, but there is this level of like security kind of knowing that this other person like is so invested in you, like wanting to spend the rest of your life with them and like vice versa, you know what I mean? And like building a life together and all those things that I just think it's a really good feeling. Um, It's not necessary for everybody though, but I think for some people, like I, I really like being engaged. Like that's something that means a lot to me. And like, it's interesting because being engaged means more than actually like getting married. Like, I don't care about the wedding. I don't like, that's just not my priority, but just like building a life with someone definitely is. And I think that if this person, first of all, you want to have a conversation, like, or or, or, are you already having these conversations or are you just kind of waiting for the proposal, you know? Um, Because you want to be really clear and honest about what, what it is that you want. And if what it is, and if what you want doesn't match what the other person wants, then that's really where you want to decide like, okay, can I sacrifice what I want for this person? Or am I not willing to do that? And I'm I going to go find someone else who is more on the same page as me. Yeah. Do you also think it's like an age thing? Like me and Allie are like six, five and a half years, six years apart. And like, there are people younger than me that are getting married and they got engaged a year ago. People that got engaged and then married within less than a year. Like, and like, I don't really like, I, I feel like I used to in a relationship that I was insecure about, like I, you know, like commitment issues and all that. It felt like, okay, well, you know what? The way that this still progresses, if we get engaged and everything will be fine. But now I'm like, 
in a healthy relationship, a secure relationship. That's like, I, I'm like, I don't even like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's like, I just know that like, I don't need some other form of confirmation to know that this is going to last or anything like that. I don't know. Like, obviously we haven't been dating for years, but there's also people that haven't been dating for years getting engaged at young age or, you know, it's like, yeah. See, like I, when I was young, like in my early twenties, mid twenties, even like late twenties, I did not know who the hell I was. And I'm so thankful I did not get engaged in any of those years because I was just, I really didn't know myself and I was super insecure and lacked so much confidence and was genuinely, I felt like I was dating people to feel like this, like I wanted them to complete me in some way. And I had no idea that like, I really needed to complete myself before actually finding a person that I was genuinely so compatible with and like very much on the same page as and was going to help me grow and learn and really expand my world in different ways. Um, And that took almost basically right at the end of my twenties when I met, when I had met Brian. So and I dated all through my 20s, you know, like long, serious relationships, yeah. some of but them. But that's not to say, like, obviously, people who are getting married at, you know, younger than 25, it doesn't mean you haven't found that person for you. I think it's different for everybody. No, for sure. The only thing I would say is just make sure whoever you marry, whether you're, it's, you're marrying at 22 years old or 42 years old, the key or one of the keys I genuinely believe, I was just talking about this uh, with someone, is having a partner that is willing to grow with you and learn with you and push you and you push them and like staying stagnant in a relationship. If your relationship isn't growing, it's dying, you know, and staying stagnant is so lethal. So what, whatever age you are, it doesn't matter because there are people who are 21 years old who are ready to get married. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like have this 80 year marriage. That's awesome. But there, there are other people out there that need time to mature. I was one of them to really mature, find my, you know, footing in this world, what I was going to do, who I was like all those things before actually finding the right person. Yeah. I'd also think like, what's the rush? Cause once you're married, you're married ideally for the rest it's the of same your life. Thing. Yeah. You know? totally. So it's like, but I do get like, I don't know if you're like, I want to get married. I want to get married. And someone's just like, keeps making excuses like oh I want to make sure like I have my career on track or my financials are good it's like once they reach that next goal post it's just going to keep moving totally it's like destination in the back of their head you know and it's like I don't know if this happens often but I've seen like relationships where people date five or six years and that goalpost just keeps moving and then they break up because of it and then that person who kept moving a goalpost get some engaged in two years because they finally found the person yeah. that they actually wanted to marry instead of being like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to marry you. But X, Y, or Z is like, keep yeah. doing that. Cause I like, don't know it's why just, people I aren't just more honest. Like well, I also just but be I, honest for another point of view on that. I kind of get that. Like you can love someone and be like, listen, I don't want to spend all this money on a wedding yet and a ring and all this stuff. Like I want to make sure I'm in a job like I don't want to have to be moving around and doing all this stuff like on top of then thinking about, okay, now we have to plan a wedding. Like that's a lot of stress because. Yeah, but but what if it's really important to the other person? That's that's a conversation they have to have. I'm just saying personally, I totally understand. Like, I just think like if it's going to be the person you're going to marry, you guys need to be on the same page about that type of stuff. Like, 
And I, I get that. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I want to make sure like I am secure in like where I am positioned in my career. Like I'm ready that after getting married, that I can put money down for a house, like all those things. Like if we do get pregnant that I do like, like I want to, you know, have a family and start a family, like all those things that for me personally, like I need to be at a place at on my own individually where I'm like, all right, now I'm ready to invest in things that do cost a lot of money, like a house, like a wedding. I mean, like having kids share, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of expenses that, I mean, that's what I think of. Like, I kind of get that, but for me, like, if I didn't like the person, that would not be my excuse. I would just leave them. Like, I'm not, why yeah. waste your time? Like, why waste your know. time? Because people are so afraid of the unknown. So they'd rather just like stick with what they know, even if they're not happy. But you're not going to like progress anywhere else in your life if you can't be honest in all areas. Like, that's, yeah, I, but like, that's really hard for people. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's, totally the truth like it's impossible yeah. to move if in one part you can't like I think people just get really comfortable and it's like the idea of shaking up something that's like okay is more terrifying than staying in a situation that's only okay for the rest of your life like it's just one True. fear versus the other yeah so, or what's, what's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't devil you don't know like that but yeah that's hard though I feel bad for that person but like if you feel like you know there's it's an excuse and like they are you know in a great place in their career and financially they're stable and like if that's what their excuse is and you're like no but that doesn't make sense like everything is going well then it's definitely time to have a conversation because for sure something's up Wait, uh, I have a this is actually kind of a good segue into my next question, which is not romantically, but how do you know when and how to break up with a friend like that situation? Because that's a little bit less like this is what I would say than a relationship. Think think about it like this. When you hang out with them, when you talk to them on the phone afterwards and during, how do you feel? Does it make you feel great and amazing and it's good and positive does it make you feel more neutral or does it make you feel bad and make and like leave you with kind of like a pit in your stomach and like why did I just spend like the last 30 minutes on the phone with this person because like I don't feel good after talking to them like what does it make you feel like not what do they do for you not what do they have to offer not what are they saying but how does it make you feel Cause that is like, you have to trust your gut when it comes to those things. Like our mom always says like, trust your gut, trust your gut. And it's true. It never lies. So what is the feeling that you get when you leave a hangout session with them or hang up the phone or whatever it is? Yeah. I like when they call you, Mm -hmm. when they call you, do you get a pit in your stomach? Are you like, like, you know, if you, if you start to feel like you put way more energy into the relationship, than the other person and even if you like you could bring it up and try to work on it and there's still like resistance or just like no one you're not being heard when you're being so vulnerable and honest it's time to walk away because they aren't looking out for your best interest the same way you are you would for them and you are for them in your friendship um 
And it's scary and it sounds so scary, but you actually end up taking that energy that you have put into those relationships and you start putting them back into yourself and then back into the relationships that do serve you to your highest good. I mean, like, what's the point of being friends with someone if it feels exhausting and draining of your energy? Like, you can't be the best version of yourself if that's always happening. Yeah, it's definitely important to like pay attention to your energy. And it's like, Mm. do you feel like your battery's charged or do you feel like you're now Mm, depleted? And because like I've had some people that are like, hey, like, let's catch up. And I'm like, I need to do this on another day. I can't just do this spontaneously because you take a lot of energy out of me, you know, and that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, it's hard. Yeah. And it's scary to confront it, but it's the best thing you can do for yourself and for them. Like, Maybe that leaves room for them to find something. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. it's just not meant to be. And that's okay. People grow out of friendships all the time. I mean, oh, I also heard this nice um, or a visualization that friendships are kind of like figure eights. Like sometimes you're like, you know, great together and everything's awesome. And then sometimes you'll just have like a phase of life where you're like on the outside of the eight and then you come back together. And like, just because you're falling out of a certain pattern with a friend doesn't mean necessarily that your relationship is getting any worse or weaker. It's just your lives are going to change. You know, you never go like in a straight line with anybody. And I think it's that like maturity and respect. Like if you can respect someone's like, hey, listen, like this doesn't make me feel good anymore. You can't get mad at them. Like they're trying to be honest with you. And like you got to just respect that space. And maybe you might realize, okay, wait, yeah, you're right. Like that wasn't really the healthiest of relationships now that I'm thinking about it. And it's, it helps you grow. Like it's not meant to do anything but that really, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, it's different if there's like pettiness and drama and all that shit. It's got to come from like a real place. Mm -hmm. I think don't do it by, don't make it like a decision out of nowhere. I think it has to come from like, okay, this is like over time and time again, it's proved itself to feel the same. I got to do something about it now. Mm-hmm. Love that. Totally. All right, ladies. I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode of Are Those, Are Those My Jeans? All right. That was Are good. They? <laughs> All right. Love you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Love, Love y'all. Love you. Bye. Bye. Now, which is kind of like really uh wow that's head. yeah totally yeah I'll, I'll look back and i'm like i can't remember if that photo is edited or if i actually looked like that which Wait, is like for the, going back to the body delusion. thing with, yeah yeah it's oh, total absolutely. delusion but it's like you don't even there's a very it becomes a very thin line between what's real and what's not and it's it's also in your head because you're like well, we do look so happy there, but how long and how much did you struggle to even get one photo that looked like that yeah. during that moment totally. or whatever? Oh, 85,000. Like, 000, like I posted a photo for my second year anniversary with my college boyfriend and then he dumped me the day after. And I was just like, oh my God, so happy two years with you. And then I got broken up with the next day. So you never, you never know. You no, know, you don't. Wow, what, that's What's nice. going on. And like when you tell know, the truth, pretty brutal. people are like, oh my God, I would have <laughs> never yes. guessed. Like, obviously, what am I going to post? Like the miserable shit online? Like, no. No, no, no of course not. That. Yeah, so, that's so true. Yeah. Um, wow. It's just the total. The social delusion. media is fake and be kind to yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. And be honest with yourself. Don't don't give a shit. Live as authentic as you can. It's your life. It's your happiness. Like you there's no point in pleasing other people if you're gonna be miserable at the end of the day because you're just gonna keep trying to please everyone and you're never gonna please yourself. And you are the most important person. Be your own main character, you know? Hell yeah. Should always be your own main character. Hell yeah. So let's kind of wrap it up with the tv recap did you watch real housewives of beverly hills i don't even know because it's been no i didn't (laughs) i can't remember if i watched last week's episode or not well i watched last week's episode on the plane yesterday i did fall asleep for a brief moment but basically i don't remember okay so rinna everyone's coming for rinna as like this huge monster they have the wine tasting at her house okay i haven't seen this episode yet okay uh, well, I could do like a. Can I? You want me to recap it or no? You want me to yeah, wait? Go ahead. Well, I think like the reason why I was so intrigued by this episode is everyone was like coming after Rinna. Basically, she also, I do feel like Rinna gets no scenes by herself unless she's just FaceTiming all the other women. I swear she just sits in her house and FaceTimes everybody else. I mean, so she anyways, also just sits in her house and like records herself dancing every day that's true yeah so kyle and the new girl i can't remember her name and crystal wait yeah crystal kyle and diana diana and kathy hilton were not there i don't think yes because they were talking about crystal okay um they were not there they all had covid or were exposed to covid in some way so Sutton gets there. Obviously, Rinna and Sutton had gone through a little bit of stuff because of like the whole charity thing, the Elton John charity paying for a table, not paying for a table. Sutton came on Watch What Watch What Happens Live and talked about um Lisa and Harry not thanking her. So I think Lisa still feels pissed off about that. But they go out to lunch. She basically admits to Sutton how she loves to torture her. Like, okay, that's weird. And then they get to Lisa's house. Erica comes. She asks for chamomile tea. tea. Um, everyone, everyone that like was watching or whatever, not everyone, but there was a couple opinions that the chamomile tea actually wasn't chamomile tea. You have no idea. Anyways, she proceeds to say, oh, I can't drink while I'm on my medication, but then engaged in the whole wine tasting thing. So I don't really know what's happening there, but Garcelle like is like, came for her a bit about her drinking Sutton was like hey are you sure you should keep drinking like you said you weren't going to drink on your medication she kind of just like plays that off um and then Lisa gets pretty drunk and kind of goes after Sutton and her and Sutton and she basically is like you you know what you can leave you can leave my house right now because Sutton said something to her and I can't even remember it was not significant runs her mouth but so it was like, you can't take that soap actress out of Lisa, even if you try and you like, you would need an exorcism. And it's kind of true. Like Lisa's so <laughs> dramatic. And like, honestly, this cast, I hate to say it, but we, this is, this would, this would be what I would want to see. Lisa needs to go. I love Sutton. I'm no, sorry. Lisa needs to go. Sutton may need to go too. Doree, I love her, but needs to go. I want, I want, Garcelle and her new friends. Who's her um, friend? He, I can't she used to date Will Smith. She's Cherie? so funny. Cherie? Yeah, Cherie? I think. I think. I think. Okay. Um, Garcelle and her new friend. I can't remember her name. The new girl that I can't keep. Can't remember her name. What's her name? Diana. Blonde. Diana. Kyle. Kathy Hilton. 
Kathy Hilton needs to become part of it. Like she still hasn't. And then two a bit younger girls that married super rich that like kind of are like Erica Jane, but still have all the money and Erica Jane too. So eight people. That's what I want. You don't want Lisa Rinna. I think she's just like brings the drama. I think she gets no airtime unless she's doing a group activity or she's FaceTiming someone else. Like the most interesting thing of what happened to her last season was that her daughter was dating Scott Disick. You're so right, actually. Thank you. Can you say that again? You're so <laughs> right. whisper it into back. the mic. Yeah, whisper it into the mic. Um, You're so right. Should I edit that into oh, every and I would love, I, I would love Lisa Vanderpump to come back. I want Lisa Vanderpump and Adrian Maloof to come back. Wait, wasn't oh, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife on there for a while? Yeah, uh, yes. she got she got destroyed on that show. So yeah, no, I thought she we came loved on, her on there. She came no. on like her no. sex. Women self, didn't. And then the second season she was on, she tried to like make up for everything. It was like very boring. Oh, and listen, okay. I listen. I could never do it. I can. I love consuming re- reality TV. I could never go on re- reality TV. I'm so sensitive, no. and I would get ripped. Allie, apart. didn't you get asked? You were in Vegas, and you got asked to go on like a uh, single Temptation Island or something. Oh my god! Do you remember I can't that? Even remember? I think that it was like where there's four couples, and then yes, the four yes, girls go Temptation live with twenty Island. dudes, and the four guys go live with twenty girls. Weren't you? Um, Weren't you asked to be one of like the 20 girl single girls? I don't like, remember the that. I do. I thought I was so excited. I really wanted you to do it. <laughs> oh my that God. must have been like five years ago. That. Yeah. I do. I think I think it was I for Jamie's 21st friends. birthday. That math. Yeah, probably four years ago. That seems yeah. right. All right. But, well, you guys, nice. that's another episode of Are Those My Jeans. We hope you guys enjoyed. We hope to hang out with you guys again soon and um definitely write us in on any of our instagrams you can follow me at ali a-l-l-i-e underscore j-a-i-e guys what's your instagram handles just jamie hirschman j-a-m-i-e yeah i'm emily underscore hirschman hirschman h-e-r-s-h-m-a-n all right all right ethan is that you he always says that. Where? Me? He, oh. he, our dad, when he spells our last name, it's like very distinct and funny. Um, <laughs> anyways. It right, has we'll a certain see. rhythm to it. Yeah, it does. Exactly. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. We right. love, love you guys. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.